You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. Today I have with me Carol Russo. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Carol is an intuitive coach. Mm -hmm. She's helped so many people and we're going to be talking about so many different topics that are going to be incredibly inspiring. And we're going to learn a lot. So before we get started, I'm going to read you guys a little bit about her. So it's a little bit of a long bio, but that's because there's so much to say about Carol. So just bear with me. So originally from New York, Carol Russo has been a master motivator, professional intuitive, and teacher for over 20 years with academic degrees in the fields of English, higher education, and acting. Carol was profoundly inspired to understand and trust her intuition by the many women who helped raise her in a multi-generational home. She realized at a young age that she had a unique gift for immediately understanding and relating to people and situations around her. Through the help of her aunts, grandmother, and mother, she has used her insight to help cultivate an acute eye for understanding hurdles that her clients put in front of themselves. She has coached top celebrities in Hollywood, corporate execs, small business owners, and men and women of all ages. She helps her clients make the commitment to embrace their authentic self and to live a life that is based on their true desires. Carol resides in California with her husband, and when she is not transforming lives, she enjoys traveling, writing, hiking, and adores cooking, as do all of her dining guests. You can find her at healyourspirit.org, and she has an Instagram, heal at healyourspirit. So, Carol, I know that you have a very interesting life and that you've helped so many people. They don't know all of this yet. So I think it would be interesting to kind of hear your story. How did you get into this work? Mm -hmm. And maybe just a little bit about your personal journey. Um, She has an amazing, beautiful love story. She found her husband, how she manifested Mm -hmm. her husband. So, um, And we can kind of get into all these things as we go along, but maybe just hear a little from you about your story. Okay. Well, as the bio says, uh, multi-generational. One of the questions you had for me when we first uh, had spoken was the fact of uh, how was I inspired to get into this work? Very reluctantly. Okay. My mother was extremely intuitive. My aunt uh, did tarot cards for 50 years. Um, My siblings are intuitive. My grandmother is intuitive, and my nieces are. Now, what happened with me is there would be things when I was growing up, you know, that I would kind of have a knowing. Uh, One of the first things I did remember was I had a dance school teacher, and I couldn't stand going to dance school. I was terrible, awful. And um, I had this feeling that something was wrong. I didn't know what it was. And I had gone to dance class, and I was in a bad mood. I had to walk. It wasn't very far from the house. I must have been about eight or nine years old. And I got to the door. I knocked on the door, and the woman told me she had, he passed away. And she felt bad because my mother hadn't been informed. I came home. I was so upset. And I thought in my head, because I was little, going, oh, did I cause this? Did I do this? How did I know something bad was going to happen? And it was my mother that sat me down and said, sometimes we just know things. And we do in this family. We just kind of know things. Uh, for also from a very young age, 
uh, my aunt, as I told you, did tarot cards. Now, we would always get excited when she would come. She'd bring the cards, <laughs> she would tell us stories, and she would tell us things that would happen. And it was interesting because I learned, as I told you with the dance teacher, you don't cause something to happen, but sometimes you have a feeling and you have a knowing about something and you need to trust that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when um, I eventually thought as I grew older and started going to college and thinking I was really smart and I knew it all and thought I should do everything in life that it, you think you should do. You should do this. You should marry this guy. You should get this degree. You should have the right car. You should dress right. You should have the right job, right? A lot of shoulds. And I followed that path and thought, nah, intuition, no, no, that's hocus pocus. Oh, the tarot cards, oh, they're fun when my aunt does them, but you know, could it really all be true? Could it be happening? When I was 29, I had gotten engaged. And we talked about this story with moving on and trying to find the right person. I was with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to make it work. I was determined this relationship was going to work. Although everything inside of me that I wasn't really listening to was beginning to manifest. And eventually this person asked me to marry them, and oh God, put a ring in front of a girl, right? Okay, now he's proposed to me. Well, this must be the thing to do. This is one of the shoulds, get married. I'm 29 years old, I'm gonna be 30. I should want children and move on with my life. Well, my aunt decided to do a reading for me. And she started giving me the cards, and when you do tarot cards, you kind of like shuffle them, and I had a very bad feeling, very <laughs> bad feeling. And I said, I don't know if I want to do this. And she said, well, let me just read them. It confirmed a lot of the things I was feeling. This marriage was not going to happen. This isn't the right person. This isn't the right time. And I didn't want to believe it. That card reading changed my life. Wow. It gave me the bravery to start going, I have to listen to my gut. Now, some people can believe, oh, is that just some kind of hocus pocus from the air? Or is it really when you sit with someone with an exchange of energy, as you mm -hmm. know, is that something that resonates that is true within you? And that's what I found. And then it was my girlfriend that was sitting there with me when I was getting the reading done that said, now we have to get you cards because you already knew you must have this gift as well. And I didn't want to believe that. But through learning to listen to my intuition, I found myself again. And I was losing myself in a relationship. And I think it's really important that we listen to those feelings and that we recognize when things aren't right, when we don't feel right deep within, but we don't want to displease everyone and, and, and feel like we didn't do the shoulds. So two questions. Sure. One is... So what happened to that guy? Or how? what did you do? Uh, I broke off an engagement after an engagement party <laughs> that okay. my mother threw. Um, I, I went and started doing things I love to do again. I liked to act when I was young, and I went back to acting. I went back and I got an MFA. I went on a spiritual journey uh, across the country uh, before I went to graduate school. Um, I changed my life. But it took a while before I found the right person because I really had to heal myself first. Mm -hmm. And I had to really discover who I was again. 
Because I think sometimes, and you're the relationship expert, as we know, uh, we could lose ourselves if we give everything away. If we try to deny really who we are and where our intuition is and our core. And I had to find that again. And I also had to believe that, yeah, what I really wanted in a guy, what I really, really wanted existed, no matter what anybody told me. Oh, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, maybe you should just get like married that. and have kids. Oh, maybe you just need to do that. I love that you're bringing this up because I just, I feel like we see all the time in, in blogs and in mm -hmm. books of, you know, marriage is hard. Yes, it is. Relationships are hard. Yes, they are. But there's a certain quality when you do wait to find that right person. There's a certain quality where, yes, you have those challenges, but it's a, it's, easier because you want to make it work. I was just doing mm -hmm. a, a session with a client today and I was right. we were having the same conversation. I was I was kind of um, teaching him, mm -hmm. you know, cuz he's single, he hasn't been married. I was kind of teaching him, you know, that right. that no like it doesn't have to be hard. I was teaching him we were talking about flow. Like uh -huh. there's the that relation he's like so I feel like it, sh it should it just like be easy when it's going to work and I was like no. Yes, it, the relationship should flow-ish, um, but it's more about being in the flow of life. When we are more, when we are aligned with ourselves, we are aligned with the flow of life. But relationships, there will be the the ups and the downs and the challenges. But you wanna you you have that core love that you want to stay in it to get through it. Yes, you want to be. I always have this bar with clients as well, and it's always: Is your life better with this person love it okay are you better with this person are you your authentic self with this person and do tragedies do things happen absolutely but do you get through them better together than you would by yourself that's what I was talking about earlier when I was engaged no it made everything harder the wrong relationship yeah. can make things very hard if you're having to hide parts of yourself and who you are, that's not good. That doesn't serve anyone. That doesn't serve your partner. That doesn't serve people around you. So you're right. It's, it's, it is a flow. Is it easy? No. Does that mean you don't fight? No. Does that mean they don't drop their pants on the floor and come home and it's a mess? <laughs> <Right>. No. <laughs> but you can have more of a sense of humor about it when exactly. you really love that person. <laughs> exactly. And you can sit and recognize that we all have our issues, our, our uh, uh, annoyances to a partner. But you will find when you're not with the right partner, those annoyances, those things can escalate and make everything harder. Yeah. And just as we're talking, I'm just thinking about how we're, we're talking about that when you're with the right person, you are your best person possible or they they bring the best out in you and that doesn't mean that this person's going to come along and rescue you or this person's going to come along and you're going to change and all of a sudden be the best version of yourself it's just that it's already inside of you mm -hmm. and when you're with that right person your energy is aligned then it just it's like the blocks and the barriers that were preventing it from showing up mm -hmm. it just they they kind of disappear right Yes, it's like anything. It's what I said earlier. You have to be your authentic self. You have to come in being pretty whole. Now, that sounds 
It was so annoying to me when I heard that when I was I know. Oh, you got to be whole. You got so much work to do. And I've had clients get frustrated. Like, I'm tired of doing all the work. Yes. Where is that person? Okay. So how do you work with your clients mm -hmm. when a client comes in, and that client was you, you know, when mm -hmm. a client comes in and they, they say, how, how do I show up authentically? Because I have my own ways of doing it. People have their own ways. How do you work with your clients to help people mm -hmm. access their authentic self, show up authentically to bring in the right person? Well, I think the first thing is opening their intuition because that's what I work with. Yeah, and okay. so this is like tune everybody. This is what's open your important. ears and your eyes. Yes. How do you tune into your intuition? Well, I think first thing is to how do you recognize what is intuition? What is what you want? What you should do? What you shouldn't do? Um, sometimes what you want or think you want, I should say, is not your intuition. Okay. It's kind of listening to that really deep inner voice that says, you know what? This doesn't, doesn't feel right. I don't feel good about myself right now. I feel uh, I'm being a little put down. Or I'm feeling, I don't know if this person's supporting me. Uh, I don't know why I feel insecure. Why don't I feel attractive enough? Why do I feel I'm out and they're looking at other people? And it's kind of listening to that first of all, is that bar of how do I feel when I'm around this other person? And that makes such a big difference. Um, it's also following your passions. You know, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you feeling good about who you are inside? Um, are you living in a lot of fear? Uh, are you trying to pick partners that you feel are pleasing everyone else but yourself? Yes. And that is one of the exercises I work on is Let's figure out what you really want, not what you think you want, not what you're taught to want, not what, you, not what a photo is, but what is it you're really looking for? And I work a lot with visualization, which is also uh, on my website. And I find that sometimes when we can suspend our mind and put ourselves in a kind of altered state of just relaxation, those feelings, those deep intuitions can start becoming clearer to us because we're more centered. When we're running around and we're feeling stressed or we're feeling we're doing for everyone and we're caretaking, you know, this happens a lot when, you know, you're mother and you have people you're responsible for. How do we get out of our own way to try to listen to that voice? So that is the first thing I try to work with people, how to recognize that voice and know what it is. And when, you, when something comes up that, let's say, you were talking about the wants, like, oh, I feel like mm -hmm. I, I feel like I want this. Is, is that really based on what you want, or is it based on what society wants? And is there also, is it based on fear? Which sounds funny, but what I mean is, is do you want it? Because if you don't have it, there's some sort of fear involved or something. So it's like I think deciphering there is fear, fear and love. Absolutely. I think um, a lot of times people are in fear of the fact that um, what will other people think about this person I'm with? Will they think less of me if, or if they're more attractive than me or less attractive than me or if they're, uh, if they behave properly, if they have the proper manners, are they presentable? So does that become part of what you're trying to please everyone with? So how do you get to that point and go, you know, what I don't, do I want? <laughs> what do I want, right? Because society keeps telling me what I want. It happens with men all the time, too. Society says, oh, I should want a woman that looks like this. But you know what? Actually, I, I'm more comfortable with this type of woman. 
you know, it's, and it's also getting to the essence. There's so many times that people will give me a list. I want somebody tall. I need him to have the perfect job. Um, I don't want him to have kids or I thought you were saying kids. perfect jaw. Oh, like, oh, perfect, no, perfect job. Yeah. Perfect jaw. You, 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 well, it could be that too, the perfect, perfect job, job. Right? I, I need something perfect. I want this. I deserve this. Where I sit and I go, well, what happened in your last relationship? Oh, he ignored me. Oh, I think it should be on your list that you want somebody who doesn't want. But he had a good jaw. Right. He had a good jaw. Had a so good job. she stayed in the relationship because he yeah. had a good job. Had a good job. But, it, but we're looking for that really core qualities. But I do also agree, you're not going to be with someone you're not attracted to. So, you know, if you know for a fact, like I had a client that was a hairdresser, her mandatory thing is he has to have hair. I can't get past it. <laughs> Carol, I'm trying. My soul partner cannot be bald. This cannot be happening to me. Right, because her passion is hair. Their passion was hair. And I said, okay, then that's the bottom line. That's something you know that's very important to you. And I feel like that to somebody else might seem superficial. superficial. But for her, it's more than that. It was it's like more than her that. comfort. It's like what makes mm -hmm. her feel at home or something. And to validate that is important. Yes, to recognize what that bottom line is for you. Now, I'm a very tall woman. I wanted someone tall. Now, I had to put that in my little soul partner list of what I wanted. But what was important is I realized all the things I thought I wanted to please everyone else weren't important. That was about pleasing myself. And that's the difference. What yes, pleases yes. me. Is your husband tall? Uh, yeah, he was my bottom line, six foot. <laughs> <laughs> he was the lowest. He, would he, he, was. he just <laughs> made it. He husband made out it. there. Just made it. Just made it. <laughs> Don't shrink. <laughs> Go to the gym and make sure your bones are really healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what it really was about my husband, um, and that was like manifesting to the gods about, was when I you know, looked and said, you know, wow, my husband had worked with autistic children. He has a beautiful heart. He's funny. I always dated guys I thought that should be much more serious and like movies. And I said, this guy makes me laugh. And I wanted somebody with a good heart. And you start recognizing, well, do I have a good heart? Do I have these qualities too that I'm looking for? That's also important, self-reflection. Am I looking mm -hmm. that you have something that makes me feel better about myself or am I really looking for something that I have as well that I know that we can match? Yeah, and I, I'm glad you're bringing that up because I feel like we, we do look for mm -hmm. certain aspects because it's inside, whether it's overtly you know showing up because you found your authentic self or not. But that I like that you're bringing that up. And... Mm -hmm. And these qualities that we do look for, that's actually very empowering to our clients because then you can say to them, well, actually, you do have this inside, but maybe it's, you know, you don't need that other person to validate yeah. it for you. Uh, I would need someone successful. My question always is, well, be successful. And then you'll, man, you'll, you'll bring it in. Yes, you'll, you'll bring attract that it. in. You'll attract it. If you're looking for a partner to have characteristics you lack, that's really hard. So if you, I, I understand you want somebody that's a little more outgoing than you, but if you're, if, if you're completely shy and introverted, and that's a big responsibility on a partner too. Yeah. So it is kind of finding um, yourself as we talked, which we don't like, otherwise we'd all find the right person automatically. And that did not happen in my life. I had to get really, really in touch with myself and really listen to myself when something wasn't wasn't right. 
that's important too. A lot of times we waste time thinking we can change a person. They'll become what we no. want. It's going to magically get better. No, and you no, have to learn no. you don't have that power. No, and mm -hmm. and also why when you really love somebody, why would you even want to change them, you know? The that's right person, and that's also how we know that we have the right person. We found the right person because we don't need to change them. We're not judgmental mm -hmm. of them. We just accept them and love them for who they are, and it feels good and aligned. Absolutely. And but it's hard to get to that point because people don't, people aren't, let's say, educated to even know, to acknowledge, oh, I'm judging this person or I want them to change, and that's, that is not a, those are not good ingredients for a successful relationship. No, and you don't want someone who also expects you to change. There's so many oh my times God. people will say, oh, well, he says, you know, uh, this is what's wrong with me. I don't dress the way he wants me to dress. Well, are you comfortable with the way you dress? Are you comfortable with yourself? It's also really creating your own boundaries and really knowing yourself what's important because a lot of people, and that was that first relationship I talked about, I kind of forgot who I was. I started becoming who I thought would please him. Mm -hmm. It must be all lonely, right? It's very lonely. And you sometimes you don't recognize it's happening because yeah. you love someone, you want to please them, you, and it seems like little pieces. And I'm not saying there's a difference between that little pieces of change and compromise. We all do need to compromise in relationships. It's yes. a big part of relationship, yes. right? And compromise is very different than changing who innately who you are. Yes, because that doesn't feel good. No, like, it doesn't work. If you're compromising on, okay, I take out the trash today and you do the laundry and then mm -hmm. we switch or whatever mm -hmm. that is, but not compromising on forcing yourself to be anything that you are besides yes. who you are. And also being stopped from being who you are, something yeah. you want to do, your dreams, what's important to you. If you have someone that's not supporting you. Oh, yeah, support. That's support. the hardest part. I feel like support is something that we don't talk about that much on the show, and it's very underrated mm -hmm. in a relationship. To feel not, and not even just the words where your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend will say mm -hmm. to you, oh, honey, I totally support you. But to say it and to, and to mean it with, with heart. And also, you know, there are couples that I've worked with or singles where or they've talked about their past relationships mm -hmm. where they are progressing in their career and the the spouse or the boyfriend or girlfriend says to them, you know, they're so excited for them and everything, but every time they're so excited for them, the, the other person knows that it's only because they're excited that they're bringing more money into the relationship, but not really because they're fulfilling their mm -hmm. dreams. And so there's, I feel like there's a fine line between when you truly genuinely support your partner. Oh yeah. And when it's it's supporting for like ulterior motives, you know. Well, there's supporting your partner sometimes comes at an inconvenience, right? Let's face it. There's times yeah. you have to put their their needs. They they need support. They're uh my you know, my husband had been acting as well, right? So, oh, you're going to go to the set or I'm going to go to the theater. Oh, you, you, do you support me that Maybe this time you're doing laundry or I, I'm doing the kitchen or just in your dreams, right? That someone supports that, hey, you can do that. Yes. I think you can do that. And you don't feel you can. 
yeah. but you want it. And they go, guess what? I'm going to help you get there. And I believe in you. And I believe in you. And other people will believe in you. Yeah. That kind of support is priceless in relationships. And that's yes. really when you're with a partner. Yes. I dated this guy a long time ago, and I remember telling my friends, like, he makes me feel like I can be president. Now, saying that today <laughs> is a little different. But I would say that because he made me feel like I could do anything in this world and do it in such a, um, you know, just empowered, beautiful, heart-centered way. Different than some presidents in the world. But, um, but yes, but I, used, I remember I used to say that. Like, I just, yeah, in his presence and with his essence and the energy, I feel like I could just do anything. And, and that's anything. how we should feel. We should feel we're in our higher selves. Like I when said, we are yes, when it's the right relationship, it should feel as if, like I said, things are better, you're better. You feel supported, like the foundation of a house. And the vibration, our vibrations are raised. Oh, and they're raised for your partner as well. Because you said higher self, so I'm thinking, you know, like you literally start existing on a different plane. And this is not like the oxytocin at the beginning crush, you know, that <laughs> happens all the time. But when you are really with that right person, you literally walk around in a different plane, a higher vibration, mm -hmm. and you're spreading around energy and you're spreading around light, and people are, are attracted to that. They pick up on it. They get inspired right. by it. And it's, it's, uh, it's really something to, like I said, get out of your own way yes. and really get to the essence of who you are. And it sounds so, so, so cliche, oh, know yourself first, then you'll find the other. But it's really hard if you don't. So that work, following your own passions, taking care of yourself, going after your dreams, um, it is really important in order to connect to someone else. And having faith. Having faith it yes. will happen. You have to Not believe. giving up, believing. And, yes. and re realizing if you really want to be partnered and you're a loving person, there's someone out there for you. Yes. There absolutely is someone out there for you. I heard a, a statistic, mm -hmm. and it's in the book that I'm writing. So mm -hmm. I hope it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no, it's true. Where 80 so all, out of all the people that want to get married, 80% of those mm -hmm. people will get married. So that's what you're saying. Yes. Basically, like, if you have all these ingredients, you mm -hmm. will get married. That is the amazing news. And... The other 20%, I feel, I feel like, are the people that keep on doing the same things. They have repeat, recycled relationships. They're mm -hmm. meeting different people, but every relationship has the same issues. They don't do that work, so they keep having the same relationships. And then also people that just um, kind of sit at home and just expect it to happen, and people that just literally are not social and, like, don't really want to talk to people, you know, that's the 20%. Yeah. But that's not you out there. It is not you out there. So the message for that is really do do the work, right? Like don't do the work. look inside and see what's not working. Right. Do the work. Work on yourself. Um, now, you can wait for someone to come. It happened with my Aunt Minnie. She wait, my Aunt Minnie was 50. She wanted someone just to show up. 
She's sad in her house. Sad in her house. <laughs> Wait, the man showed up at her door. <laughs> and showed up at her door. <laughs> Wait, but she was also a psychic a little bit. No, 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 no. This is the other side of this the This is Aunt Minnie. This was an Aunt she, Minnie. And, it, and, I, and I remember thinking this. We need that, more details. Yeah, the detail of this is a funny story. Okay. Uh, he was a widower. And she, he literally wound up knocking on the door and going out with her. But she was in her 50s. And I say to people, now, you may try to manifest to the universe that you want someone just to show up at your door, but do you want to wait till you're 50? Do you want to wait till you're 70 or 80? Do you want to get it happening sooner rather than okay, later? I need to talk to this lady because... <laughs> well, she passed, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we can talk to her. Yeah, we'll still talk yeah. To her. but what I believe is the fact that sitting around and just waiting, now, you might be lucky like my Aunt Minnie. She's but, one. She's yes. an exception. Or... You may not be, because the truth is, you have to figure out within yourself, is do I really want a relationship, or do I just think I want one? That's good. Okay, do I really, really, am I ready to partner, to compromise, to, to work on something, to invest it, to make the time for it? And if you're, if you're just thinking, I want to get married, well, that's very different than getting married. For the right putting, reason. Yes. And for the right reasons. And putting other people's needs, sometimes before yourself. But you always do have to take care of your needs as well. Yes. Yeah, so this is just making me think of really, like, what is marriage? What are the benefits? And I feel like it's it's having that support, you know, having mm-hmm. that person at the end of the day. I believe you should marry that person who's who – is that person that you call when you get excited about something. Mm-hmm. You know, just to have that that person by your side, supporting you, loving you, someone to, like you said, you're laughing, someone to have fun with, fun to with, enjoy yes. life with. Um, I was talking to my, my mom recently. She, my parents have been married for 48 years. Um, and, oh, wow. yeah, and she just said that, you know, you want someone to play with. And that is so refreshing. It is. Because you do. And I've been interviewing couples, and really the the commonality is having fun and playing, but that is something that you don't sound so silly almost, but it is so true because life should be, we should enjoy life, right? You should like your partner. Yes. That's key. You should like your partner. Key. It's, so anybody who's watching this, yeah. just ask yourself, do you even, yeah. Because love, like love, you yes. could love. I feel like you could love anybody. You know, if they're a right. good person, you could love them. Yes, liking, liking like. is so important. Genuinely liking them. Yes, wanting to spend time with them. Yes. It's it's it sounds so simple, but that's how we make friends when we're children. Yeah. I like you. I like spending time with you. I like playing with you. I like building things with you. I like doing things with you. You like me. I like you just because of who we are. And that's what goes back to what I was saying earlier, your authentic self. I like you just because of who you are. I just got an idea mm-hmm. for <laughs> a blog or something. Thank you. So as children, we, we're in the sandbox. So we're, we're yeah. using our imagination. We're creating together. And in a partnership, in a marriage, ideally you are not just surviving, you're thriving, and you're creating and growing together. You're creating Just a, like a as life. children. Yes, just as children. And creating a life. And that's our intuition. Your intuition is very, very strong when you're a child. Because 
you believe anything's possible. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow up and I'm going to go to the moon, or I am going to be president. Right? Never, I never really want to be president. But, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's just <laughs> you, the possibility, there, there's no, um, oh, you can't do that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Right. Oh, that's impossible. And all the life experiences that mm -hmm. put those stories in your mind. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, so it's the same type of thing when we get older and we partner. If you're sitting there and you're with someone and you may really, really love them, but if you don't like them or you don't like yourself with them, to me, that's something to really measure what you're doing. Yeah, and that is it also, which is what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Besides for liking them, like, do you like, do you like how you're showing up? Do you feel, like if you were to look at yourself, mm -hmm. in psychology it's called the observing ego. Right. It, but it's, it's, um, it's kind of just like if your higher self were, were yeah. watching you. And I think that that's a good exercise also for people. If you were watching yourself, is this how you imagined you'd be, you'd feel and want to feel in a relationship? Exactly. Yeah. And there is, like, like we say, that the higher self, right? Then we also have our ego, which is also part of that dynamic. And, and the that's ego the voice. can trick us. The ego yes. tricks us to go, oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to make an excuse. Uh, it's not that I really don't like him, but, you know, well, you know, my friend thinks he's really cute, so this must be really good, or he takes care of me this way, or she does this for me. She makes me really look good in front of my friends. And the ego can almost be that voice, and that's when we don't listen to our intuition. Because right. that's that, oh, no, 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 it no, yaps no, no. Away. Yeah, this is what you want. Oh, no, 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 no. This is what everybody, this is the person everybody expects you to be with. And the ego's function, like from a, evolutionary mm -hmm. viewpoint is that it tries to keep us safe like the ego was formed so that absolutely it could prevent us from getting attacked by a bear or getting burned by a fire right but the ego takes it to the next level it doesn't know <laughs> that <laughs> keeping you in a relationship you're not happy in is different than getting attacked by a bear so we we and this I, I would love to know what you have to say about this because I have my own ways of how I mm -hmm. teach my clients to kind of quiet the ego. Um, what do you say to your clients about that ego and how to get past the ego, to shut it up? Or w what do you say about how to take back your own power, I'd say? Well, there's quite a few things. Uh, first of all, in relationship, I always say, you could be comfortably uncomfortable. That's your ego, right? You're comfortable. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but you're really uncomfortable. Yeah. you're miserable. Yeah. So it's, first of all, trying to figure that out. Am I really comfortable? Am I really with someone I feel like we talked about goodly? Or am I just too afraid to get out there? I, I, I don't want to go dating again. I don't, I don't want to go on those websites. I don't want to, you know, flash pictures. I don't. It's, Take it's, a shower, yeah, put some makeup on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's scary. And that voice you're talking about, we all have it. It's chatter in the head. It really is chatter in the head. And we'll get it not even just from ourselves, but what we're watching on television, what we're looking at online, right? What, what, what we're being inundated with on social media. Oh, look at, look at my friend's life on Facebook. Oh, it looks, what should I be doing for myself? I mean, she's out there, right? So there is, how do you, how do you quiet that? First thing is sometimes you have to get off the social media. You have to get off the internet. 
you have to make time and space for yourself to get quiet. Go on a retreat. Go for a walk, right? Uh, not all of us can go up to the mountain and meditate for eight right. hours. Oh, I know. It would be so nice. So I always say, you know, you don't need eight hours. We do have to function in the world. You can't just right. shut off your phone. You can't yeah. just shut off your computer. But you can make time to get quiet. You can make time to do things that are calming for yourself, to recenter yourself. And that's when the chatter goes away. And one of the beautiful ways to do it is to get out in nature. Mm. Nature does help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but then I have, you know, uh, young mothers that say to me, look, you know, I have a baby here on my arm and I'm making dinner and I got to go to work. Where, where, Cal, where, where do I get Where's five the minutes? Where's the Where do I get five minutes? And I'm like, well, sometimes when we can't get that five minutes, when they're holding the other child, I'm like, can you connect with that child? Try to be present in the moment. It's a very big thing I talk about. Yes. Try yeah. to be present in the moment. Really be engaged in your experiences. If you can meditate for five minutes, if you can close your eyes, if you can put on a visualization, if you could just really be present listening to someone, it's important. It gets that chatter out of your head, the ego. Yeah, it's really just anything that anything you can do and it, it might be different for everybody anything that you can do that works for you mm -hmm. to quiet it um, this is making me think of how I was at a birthday party yesterday mm -hmm. morning my son's friend's birthday party and I remember at the end of the birthday party I was putting on his shoes before we left and I was right. thinking wow like for the past two hours I forgot about everything that is going on in my life and what's going on again? I had to, it's kind of like when you wake up in the morning from right. a dream. And that, to me, it's almost like, okay, so the birthday party was a meditation in, in an interesting way because it was a break. Exactly. You know, it was, it was a break from the chatter. That's right. And, and, and you so were present. Whatever, whatever. That I don't recommend <laughs> that being your daily meditation. You know, um, but it was, it's just an example of getting out of your head. And there's times, like, you can just... Uh, I think, you know, I do believe in energy and the flow of energy. The same way I spoke earlier about my aunt and the tarot cards. Whatever you want to believe. But there was an energy exchange there. And sometimes I do believe, you know, we exchange energy. If we've had, you know, we're with someone and, and, and they're just talking your head off or they're just, you know, draining your energy. What do you do to recoup? Yes. And I've given this exercise even to doctors. You know, go and wash your hands. Water's a great conductor. If you can wash, just wash your hands, drink some Take water. a shower. Take if a shower can. if you can. Yeah. Um, just try to recenter yourself. Yeah. And that can take even just five minutes in between, of, 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 like with clients or, um, you know, just with the kids. Had, Oh, God, I got, I got them to bed. What can I do now instead of just grabbing your iPad, right? Let me just jump in the shower. Let me, you know, drink some water. Let me just sit down for a moment. Let me breathe. And breath, breath is so important. You can't always meditate, but you can breathe. Breathe, yes. And that is something I constantly talk about that we do not do enough of. And one of the exercises I talk about is how we could breathe through this third eye here and take a breath in and breathe out and try to release through the top of our heads, like just a little visualization, all the kind of stresses that we have. Because we carry so much, and we so carry much. so much from other people, too. Yes. And besides for after an experience, if you know that you're going into ex mm -hmm. an experience where you feel like there might be a little energy exchange or just some energy that you do not want to take on, 
you can do rituals kind of before. You can, there actually, there literally is spray, sage. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to like walk around like burning sage. But you can like spray some sage around and just, you know, have a mantra like, I'm protecting myself. Um, I'm going to keep my energy within me and nothing can get past this. Um, also, there are, there are ways that you can physically like kind of do like these impact. We're going to talk about empowerment in a second if we have mm-hmm. time for two seconds <laughs> um, and boundaries. Um, where you can kind of do like stances. There was a right. whole um, there was a whole TED talk. I think Amy Purdy did a mm-hmm. TED talk on like stances you can do to empower yourself before you get into a situation, so that you don't have to. If you know that there might be some bad energy coming up, oh, negative yeah. energy. And one of the things I do with visualization is uh, I like people to visualize themselves surrounded in white light. Yeah, that's beautiful. it's almost like your white light of protection. Yes. And um, I feel it's very important to walk in and feel that you feel protected, that you are in light, um, and that, um, like the stances, like you just said, anything, power position, just sitting up straight, just just allowing yourself to be in your power. And as women, we're sometimes not taught to do that. In we're the taught, past, right. Right, right. We, you know, oh, be a good girl, be nice, you know, yes. oh, no, no, don't, don't flex your power. Don't, don't use your voice. Yes, don't use your voice. You don't, don't upset people. Exactly. And, and there's a lot of when we get authentic, and there's times when we're angry or we're upset or we're in fear and we should be able to express these things. Yes. It's so freeing. Yes, it, really it is. is. It is. I recently got in touch with my anger. <laughs> I've, I've talked you. about it a few times. See, that's part of what I do with my clients. Yeah, oh, you've got to get in touch with it. It was the most amazing experience in my life. Like, yeah. Just to be able, because it sounds funny, but your anger is your most authentic self. It is. Because behind all that anger is how you're truly feeling. I'm not saying go and like throw a glass at something, you know. It's just, you know, keep it, keep it chill. Um, but it's just, better to get it out because the anger usually is coming from somewhere of pain. And it's a message to ourselves. Exactly. It's part of your intuition. If you can't express it, then that's a part that's shut down as well. Yeah. And, and it is so empowering and mm-hmm. so freeing just to Absolutely. be like, this is, how I, this is how I'm feeling and I'm honoring it. Yes, I'm honoring it. And, you know, there's a difference between um, attacking no, okay. yeah, it's about or bullying. How you say this is how I'm feeling. How I feel. Yeah, not, I'm allowed to. Be you angry. did this to me. No, exactly, not that. exactly. And and sometimes we swing. You know, when you first start getting angry, you might just get too angry. But at least you said no, or you said I'm not doing this. You stand up for yourself. And I think if if the anger is connected to what your needs are, it's really important you express it because if you're not expressing what your needs are, you're not being authentic to yourself or to anyone else. Right. Okay, so speed round. <laughs> so we kind of did cover boundaries, mm-hmm. but um, just how would you tell somebody to in a re- who's already in a relationship, let's say, who's complaining about how the boundaries keep getting crossed? How, what do you say to them about how to kind of shift that? Okay, um, that happens a lot. Okay. Uh, especially in male-female relationships, uh, a lot of men will push boundaries. If I can tell you what to do, then you should do it. And I always feel standing in your truth and saying no when you need to say no is very important. And if you have to say it five times, 
it's okay. It's letting someone know they can't push your boundary. Now, sometimes we feel saying, no, well, that's not, not nice. You know, oh, I don't want to let my friend down. Oh, I don't want to let him down. Oh, he's getting really angry. No, you have to stay there and say, no, this is my truth. I can't do this. This is my boundary. This is my bottom line, like we yeah. talked earlier, right? Yeah. So that's what I try to work with people with is, is to recognize. Now, there's a difference if someone is pushing you, right? And you feel intuitively like, well, I know I need a little push. I need a little help, right? I, I, I don't feel you've crossed cross my boundaries because I'm in the fear, right? And I don't want to do something. And, it's just, and that's why you have to be in tune sometimes to realize, is, is, am I really having a boundary crossed? Is this person trying to cross the boundary? Like, I'm absolutely sure this is not something I want. Or is this person trying to encourage me and I'm in my own way? And that's a lot of what I try to work with people yes, to distinguish good. between the difference. That's good. Love it. Beautiful speed round. Okay. <laughs> You're so articulate. Oh, well, good. Thank we you. We need so that sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so how, once again, let's just go mm -hmm. over how everybody can contact you. Um, besides for that, actually, you do individual sessions. You do group sessions. Yes, yes. Um, you can go to my website at uh, healyourspirit.org. I've just put that up, and I just went on Instagram at healyourspirit. So I, I have uh, the last, oh God, how many years? I, I basically have been referral only. So now I'm trying to get out to a, a wider audience for people because people have been telling me for a long time that yeah, this needs to be out Why not, there. right? Mm -hmm. um, so people can, so on your website, there's your information. Yes, you can. Like an uh, email. And uh, you can book all. a session right there. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's so easy. And it'll update you on what I'm up to, and I'm going to have a book coming out, so I'm very excited. We should do like a book launch together or a book signing oh, together. Oh, that would be fun. That sounds great. That sounds okay. great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Jamie. This You're has been amazing. wonderful. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. And thank you, all of you. Thank everybody. Thank, thank you, guys you for very watching. Much. Um, and as always, you can find me on therelationshipexpert.com. So thanks for joining today. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Yes. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio.